0: Welcome to Soul Archaeology, an established podcast riding high on the wings of a brand new name where we uncover who we've been, who we are, and who we're meant to be. Today we're asking, is there such a thing as being too zoftic to be zen, too plump to be peacemakers, too large to be lightworkers?
1: Yeah. So does one size fit all? I don't think it does. I mean, it um, couldn't possibly. No. Uh, And especially not in the spiritual community, but it seems like just as we've been spoon fed that same idea through a lot of other communities, it's what's cropping up right now as well. And I think it's been happening for a while, but, you know, at the minute that spirituality started becoming more mainstream, I think it kind of got that that little glossed layer of, you know, this is what this is what you're supposed to look like. It's Mm -hmm. supposed to be that you know full fitness uh lifestyle the yoga the body yoga body um <laughs> but even what is a yoga body because i know and i think it was around 2015 i discovered um jessamine stanley who mm. is a phenomenal yoga instructor who is full figured and she's been kind of building her own industry and she's amazing And I still looked at her and went, Girl, (laughs) how are you doing that? (laughs) Like aerodynamically, how are you doing that? But at least it gave me the idea that, you know, it's just like anything else. You use what you have and you adapt it to whatever it is that you're doing. It doesn't mean that it's impossible or that it's wrong if you're trying to do it. It's just about, you know, having the mindset first of all that it doesn't matter what size i am i can i can do whatever i want to do within reason and if i have limitations i can always work towards increasing those limitations increasing so, those limitations decreasing those limitations oh sorry <laughs> decreasing those limitations <laughs> increasing what i can do right um increasing my abilities rather Right. So, yeah, but that's just it's been on my mind lately. I kind of got triggered by another individual, uh, gosh, maybe a month or so ago on Instagram. And, uh, yeah, she was really cool. And I just I saw a message of hers pop up. And it was. It was really neat, and I definitely needed to see it at that point in time. Uh, her name was Christina Jones, and she's another light worker. She also does uh, sound healing and shamanic work. Uh, she's also a medical intuitive, and she just put up a really cool post about, hey, you know, if if you think that you can't be this. Kind of spiritual figure because you're a certain body type, you know that I'm I'm putting this post out there to you because we all need to remember that it takes all types. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that's something that actually came through for us in in one of our last uh, sessions, one of our last regression trance sessions.
0: Sure. The Um, entity that
1: we were speaking to gave that information as well.
0: Yeah. This, If you're new to the show uh, and you're wondering what Jamie's talking about, recently we did a trans-channel session where we spoke to uh, a higher dimensional being who was very kind to answer all of our questions. And among those questions, I asked about physicality and body type. Like why are some people – fat? Why are some people thin? Um, What's the deal with that? It has to have some sort of meaning because that's where it came up for me was it's just like, you know, in our society, you you look a certain way and it means a certain thing. And it's funny the way I said that because it's still true. The answer is in what I just said. It's just more inclusive. And what she said was that different physical forms hold and anchor different energy. Yeah. And it was such such a beautifully simplistic answer. And
1: Mm -hmm.
0: of course, it had never occurred to me before, even though I could give that answer were the question not about weight. Weight is such a Mm -hmm. triggering subject for me uh, that I had to ask and hear externally the answer because when we are so sort of laden with all of the um, viewpoints and perspectives of society and the collective as a whole regarding these things, man, you just, you can't see the forest for the trees anymore. So, so when she said that, Mm. I was like, Well, you know shit, (laughs) duh. Like that, (laughs) right? Why did I not get that? Well, I didn't get it because I was too busy trying to be something else. I've always tried to be something else. Physically, I had all of my friends were six foot tall and bean poles. You know what I mean? And they were all. I felt invisible for so long, Mm -hmm. and um, and then feeling invisible evolved into just wishing I were invisible because I didn't like how I looked. I didn't know how to dress for it. And even when I did know how to put myself together, I still felt like I was always playing second or third fiddle depending on who I was with. And granted, that's all stuff that needs to be healed inwardly. But it helped to hear a being not of this planet say, you're You are anchoring different energies. You have to have a different physical form. It's not without reason that your body is short and squat or wide and fat or whatever your deal is. It's not a coincidence that you're dealing with that. You came in and you chose that body because you knew that body would serve a specific purpose for you.
1: And And I think that's especially so. Yeah, I, I, I completely. I, I hear you. I that's like what I thought of when I heard that was that you know we we tend to get this mindset that it's wrong. I'm wrong. Yeah. I'm wrong for being this way and I have to change it in order to achieve this level of of greatness of stepping into my full potential and what we forget is that we are actually in that moment of reaching that higher potentiality in each moment and there's no reason why you cannot reach that moment's potential fullest potentiality in the body that you're in you wouldn't Mm -hmm. be in the body that you're in if that wasn't the case and it's hard to take on that mindset when you're constantly being fed a picture of, but you should look like this. Right. And I feel like there's a lot of healers out there right now. And I've been in this same boat that have this kind of imposter syndrome because as, as the, you know, you're working with two different things here. You're happy because the field is widening, the gate is opening, more people are entering into this world of acceptance that, you know, spirituality means a whole boatload of things, and that there are different opportunities to be experienced. And people are starting to open themselves up to that. So this part of it is amazing. However, it also comes with some interesting expectations from the people that are walking in who are experiencing things from a viewpoint of this is what the new health lifestyle looks like. This is a part of that. This is a part of going to the gym and juicing and being whatever, you know, the fad diet (laughs) is this week. And, you know, I have to add in these well, you know, just I'm just thinking about all of these things that have been kind of that, you know, this is the hot new thing. You know, Juicing are is you the hot new thing? It's been a thing from for the a '70s. Long time. <laughs> Sorry, but think, but think about how, like, how many juice bars do you see now? Well, yeah, but we've seen it's juice a bars big, for it's a bigger years. thing. Yeah, but it's it's super popular now. Mm and it's become a thing where you're seeing more people, you know, promoting it online on social media, things like that. So I'm looking at all of those elements and what gets wrapped up into that is a mental image of what the person who is doling out these services is is supposed to look like. And I think what has transpired is that the new thought of what does a spiritual teacher look like? What does an appropriate healer look like? They're supposed to look like they're, you know, on the cover of a magazine. They're supposed to look like a yoga master. And what does a yoga master look like these days? You know, is it a very, you know, young, thin, uh, tanned, perfect-bodied person? Um, it hasn't always been. Mm-hmm. But is that the picture that we're all trying to live up right now? And I feel like it is even like, even when I'm going in to create social media posts and I'm using, uh, you know, the the same apps that everybody else is to create those posts. And I'm looking for photos or videos or things to help me, uh, create content. When I type in something like meditation I'm getting silhouettes of a bunch of 20 year olds that are, you know, the size of my pinky finger, you know, in some sort of namaste. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, not that I'm angry about that. It's, but it is peaking my awareness. It's making me aware that that is the picture that we're presenting to people because it, it kind of, the, the same image that we used through, you know, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the early 2000s now has this new veneer of spirituality just kind of lightly layered over the top of it. But it's the same image. Sure. And um, the, uh, the post by Christina just really triggered that in me that, wow, you know, that is something that's in the back of my head. That is something that I carry even when I'm not, uh, even when it's not fully in the front of my mind, it's, it's lingering back there somewhere. Sure. I know that I'm wondering, you know, when I'm in the middle of a sound bath And doing my thing and holding space and connecting. I know in that moment, I'm not concerned about what my body looks like and what my face looks like. And you know how contorted and weird I might look. Uh, But I know that somewhere in there, there is a part of me who's aware of that and is probably trying to compensate for whatever I feel uh is unacceptable because of that like societal layer. Yeah. And I'm not okay with that. <laughs> I'm not okay that that's in the back of my mind somewhere that somewhere that is triggered within me because I feel like some way somehow that is holding me back or keeping me from from giving My 110%.
0: And of course it is. How could it not? Because you've basically, where you are sensing that, you're telling yourself, in not so many words, that that's where you've given your power away. Someone else has control over you Mm -hmm. in that area. Mm -hmm. And anytime you are trying to please someone else by being less of who you are or hiding who you are, that's what's happening. You're giving your power to that idea, that belief, that entity, that person, that's how we end up in mm-hmm. terrible situations. And we know that now. We've come a long way. We've healed a lot of stuff. And now the physical stuff is coming to the forefront, uh, perfectly timed as always, given your journey and mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and it so it makes sense that this is coming up. But I will tell you that when... When whoever we were talking to, I think her name was Anasu. <laughs> I think I said mm-hmm. it wrong. During the time when I when I closed out, I was like, Hansu? What? <laughs> I couldn't even think. Anyway, I still find that funny. Um, uh, Anasu, when she said that, uh, that physical forms anchor different energies, I was just like, bling. Oh, duh. Like, so I really was meant to look short and kind of built like a brick house and <laughs> – Like, I was never meant to be willowy and fluid and lanky lanky and long. And that's what I always wanted to be. And uh, not to say that I haven't over the years managed to, if not fall in love with, learn to accept and love my physical form. Yeah. I absolutely accept and love my physical form. However, there are still voices that are not mine within me
1: that hamper that acceptance and love. Sure. Sure. I totally get that. And it's also not to say that it's okay to continually shift what that form looks like and is capable of. Mm -hmm. I think we're both on, on journeys to that right now in different ways. But I think that's also important to note, because you get kind of caught up in I am supposed to be this I'm supposed to be carrying a banner and waving a flag for this specifically for this specific type for this specific look for this specific thing. And I feel like, you know, we we kind of. Put ourselves at a bit of a deficit when when we stay so committed to that that we can't allow that to be as malleable as any other kind of um energy you know, anything else in our life really yeah,
0: yeah. Well, it, that's the thing is you, that we you don't have to
1: allow that to shift and change
0: yeah and, and we don't relate our physical forms to our energy work we don't relate it to the healing we think it's something that needs to be healed, but healed in that sense often means corrected, which is not healing at all. <laughs> it ends up being no. the opposite of healing. So um, it's it's tough. And I can tell as we're talking about this, as I'm searching my feelings, um, that a lot of these messages are coming through from a very early version of me. They're coming through from From fourth grade me they're coming through mostly from a seventh grade me she talks a lot when this subject is brought Mm -hmm. up she's she was the beginning of the invisibility curse that i propagated Mm -hmm. in my life in order to stay safe and um she also um even though in seventh grade i had lost a lot of weight for a child you know but i i was in the school play and i you know my parents wanted to be sure that i felt confident and so i ended up losing a lot of weight as a result but i never felt like everyone else that i looked like everyone else and that's all i wanted was just why can't i be her she's so skinny and pretty and and everyone thinks she's pretty and i don't think anyone thinks i'm pretty and that 7th grade me is still in there to a certain degree and the first step sure. to shifting that is figuring out, oh, I hear you. <laughs> oh, you're okay, little girl. You're fine. We'll, we'll get through it together. You know, it's going to have to be a give and take, a little bit of accepting who you are, even then, mm-hmm. accepting who you are right now, and um, also working on it too. Because like you said, these things can be shifted. It's just, I- I'm still a little bit, hmm, I'm curious, but I'm also, I also ha- am suffering a blind spot where it comes to the journey regarding shifting it. Sure. I've, I've had some insight recently, but I'm, st- I still feel like there's, there's some damage in there that keeps me from seeing clearly, um, my way, not just to physically changing it, but to achieving a, a clearer self image, like is it possible to resolve the dysmorphia?
1: Yeah, I get that question. And I, I think a lot of us are in the same boat. And I think it starts with, first of all, the acceptance of exactly who you are, exactly where you are in this moment and understanding that what you are in this very moment is important. No matter where you're at, no matter how you're feeling, if you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling like you're, you know, not the right size or not the right anything, it's important to realize that where you're at right now is important because there's a particular type of energy that's being allowed within you in this moment that is a possibility for change at any moment in the future Mm -hmm. and is also working on that energy of the past you're you're melding things together right now and it's it's a growth time it's a huge growth time uh for everyone right now but i know in my head as i think about my own journey and for those of you who don't know i'm i'm going to be going through uh bariatric surgery and goodness um like under two months wow at this point wow. um which is crazy to think about and i've been on this journey basically since last december
0: and i mean it's it's really crazy to think about especially since when it was first posed to you by the doctor you were like absolutely not <laughs> no yeah. no no yeah it I, was on my radar I, at
1: all it was i was like i don't it was I, on I, your I'm, radar I'm for that you
0: were completely resistant
1: to yeah it. That, I was completely so it resistant was on your it. radar
0: you were just like absolutely sure. not. you had already absolutely leveled the gavel not. and that changed really quickly all you had to do was go in and start researching on your own behalf and talking to your guides I yeah. think that whole that whole exchange you had with your guides about um about the surgery is really important
1: because yeah will they because they showed me well they showed me what I had already been preparing for, that I had already been preparing for it. That exactly. I had already made a handshake with it. Yeah. And once that was in my face, it was like, oh well, crap. Like it's actually <laughs> the right road to take.
0: And part of the reason,
1: part of the reason
0: behind being so absolutely not about it, being in such resistance, is because bariatric surgery in and of itself not only comes with a bunch of horror stories from the past experiences mm-hmm. um, that you've heard about. But it also carries that same sort of dysmorphic distortion with mm-hmm. it that the rest of the health or anti-health industry carries, which is um you 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 feel shame if you're fat and you feel potentially extra shame if you're fat and have and the only way you can take care of it is through surgery. It's like the the easy way out, which is is far from the truth, but that's how it anything but that's the sort of yeah, that's the sort of image yeah
1: we get that, oh, that's what lazy people do. You know, it's not only is that yeah, and not only is that judgment very real and very present within society, the other portion of that becomes I've been carrying the banner for this body type for so long trying to speak a message of body positivity and we can all you know do what we do no matter what size we are then that it becomes am i selling out am i uh am i walking away from the community that i've been trying to be a part of Mm -hmm. by having the surgery done
0: and i think that's such a gaslight I think that's a total Mm -hmm. gaslight. I think body positivity is is such a crock of shit. Let me say it again. Body positivity is a crock of shit. And I feel very strongly at at this point because it's just – it's like welled within me like a wave of rage because we shouldn't be promoting body positivity. We should be promoting body self-acceptance. And – the problem with body positivity sure. is it may have started out by people trying to say, we accept you. But the truth of the matter is, is that body positivity has now sort of passed from the realm of new term with burgeoning meanings to marketing ploy. And once it passes into the realm of marketing ploy, just like the yoga body is now acceptable for light workers. And, and, and only looking like that is acceptable for light workers or energy workers. Now, body positivity is only acceptable for fat people who are trying to plead their case. Fight me. And I don't think it's meant that way by the majority of us who would be championing such a cause. However, I think that this is one of those instances where the word is defined one way by people who haven't needed to experience it in order to free themselves of the fetters of social demands and it's experienced a different way by people who have needed to promote that on their own behalf um and sure. i think that it has now become a term that i feel dampens discernment so people can say you need to be more body positive that and inclusive <laughs> the term inclusive you mean well but is, is inclusivity really inclusivity anymore or is it just a term that we use to bully people into accepting what they really don't want to accept? And is it doing us any good, to use that word, if the people that we're using it with sort of feel shamed into behaving the way we would like them to behave but don't really understand and are unable to own what it actually means like we're losing the deeper meaning of these movements by putting them on banners
1: sure and and as much as i understand and get and agree with what you're saying i still have that reaction physically of wait a second what are you talking about right because i I identify in my own way with those terms, and they mean something different to me than how they're portrayed in society. And I think exactly. a lot of people are going to have that same reaction. Uh huh. But at the same time, I can also understand where you're coming from, where you're seeing the very, um, the very marketed, capitalized version. What I'm seeing is not... what those things have become.
0: It's not just about the marketed, capitalized version. What I'm seeing is the gorge that is widening between those people who believe so strongly in the uh, legitimacy of those terms versus the people who are now using them to market with. Because what happens is when these gaps in communication form in our society we think we're speaking the same language. And so we start using those terms as flags or markers to guide ourselves. What I'm trying to say is now that it has become trendy to be inclusive, now that it has become trendy to uh, be body positive, be careful and stay awake. Don't think that just because your terms are now accepted in the mainstream, that they are your terms still. Once things head into the mainstream,
1: they're distorted. Yes. They
0: don't mean the same thing. So make sure that when you are using your words, you understand that the people you're using them with likely do not have the same definition as you do. They don't mean the same things to those people. Well, and the same thing goes with
1: spirituality on a whole. The The same thing goes for
0: everything. It goes for Uh, the word love. It goes for the word success. Everything. Everyone has their own experiences of these things. And a thin person's experience, no hate, just someone who has a different body type, is not going to have the same experience of body positivity that you do, who have been traumatized in certain ways for looking a certain way all your life. It's not going to mean the same thing. That doesn't mean that terms like body positivity are not a starting point. But I feel that if you're going to have a conversation Mm -hmm. about body positivity, you also need to recognize that body positivity, even though it's a new movement, relatively new, it's already developed its shadow. It was birthed with a shadow. And this is the shadow that nobody talks about.
1: Sure. So how do you feel like, what would you say as far as advice on how to move forward and kind of search within yourself? And then what kind of terms do you use? How do you talk about it? How do you talk about it and still stay authentic? And how do you combat what's out there in the world? What is your advice for that? I don't listen to the world. (laughs) I listen to my
0: inner voices. My inner voices in the past that are coming up as a result of this journey to find out physically who I am and who I'm meant to be did listen to the Mm -hmm. world. So now the healed aspects of me are constantly parenting those former aspects of me that have not healed yet. And that is lacing together this new version of myself as I stand in this moment who is so much more holistic in her views of the world, Um, I don't pay attention to what is going on in society for the most part because I have no control over that. And I feel that the more attention you pay to your external environment, the more likely your external environment will gain some control where you didn't know it was going to. Like you, you have a blind spot. And if you listen too much and too closely to your external environment, what you are taking in on social media, it really starts with a mental diet. What are you taking in on social media? What are you taking in on the news? What are you taking in from your friends when you go out to the clubs, to the restaurants, to whatever it is you guys do? What are you taking in? And how is it? who is it speaking to you? Who is it speaking to internally? Because I guarantee you, it's not speaking to the you that's in that moment. It's speaking to three-year-old you. It's speaking to 10-year-old you. It's speaking to 13-year-old you. It's speaking to whatever you're healing, including weight, wherever those issues cropped up, that's the you it's speaking to. Whether it's overhearing your parents talk late at night about how concerned they are that you're getting fat, been there, done that. Whether it's hearing your grandparents talk about, we're concerned about Heather's health. Is she okay? Because she's looking a little chunky. By the way, at this point, looking back at pictures, I was in no way, shape, or form chunky. I was just built that way. Newsflash, I was not overweight. Didn't know that at the time. And there's Mm -hmm. still a part of me in there that when I see certain standards projected, On things that I relate to, such as energy work, light work, insert spiritual cliche here work, um, it affects the seventh grader in me who was trying so hard to fit in. It's not affecting me now. So Mm -hmm. the me now that's healed listens to that part of me. And if I don't know what part of me is triggered, if I haven't gotten that far yet and I find myself triggered, then I sit with the trigger. I've I've taken in that external feedback, right, from my environment. And immediately I flush and my heart races and I can feel all these physical signs of ick, like whatever I just experienced triggered the hell out of me. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I take – I Cut myself off from that situation as quickly as possible. I excuse myself. I make an excuse that I have to go do a thing. I flip them off and walk away. Whatever I'm going to do in that moment triggered me. Handles it and and I escape from that situation. However, upon escape, healed me comes in and says, "Okay, now let's talk about it. Where's it coming from? Who's speaking? What do you relate this to? What in your past are you are you feeling now that you haven't healed yet and this is my practice on a daily basis. This is how I have overcome some incredibly severe trauma in my life by being of two minds, the healed mind and the unhealed mind, and recognizing that that's just a continuation of the work, regardless of what area of your life it's in. That's just what you're going to do. So
1: from my perspective, it feels like it's It's not so much in just use choosing to either use or not use the terms. It's just when you go to do that, ask yourself which part of you it is that is speaking. Is it the unhealed part of you that's speaking that's still attached to all of the societal BS attached to all of those feelings or is it the healed portion of you that is trying to speak about that process of coming into a place of healing and coming into a place of acceptance and how are you portraying that to the people that you're speaking to are you using it as a tool to help continue the healing or are you just buying into the quick Hashtag of it all,
0: right? But there's some. Yes, you're correct. I I agree with you there. There, but there are some little nuggets in there that may go unseen by the greater community, such as there's a difference between healing yourself and helping others to see how they can heal themselves and interact with their environment in a healthier way. If you are using terms like body, I'm not. I never said don't use the word body or the words body positivity or promote
1: mm-hmm.
0: the movement in your own way what i'm trying to say is the key to communication regardless of what you're communicating is understanding how it's being received so it requires an an awareness of your environment not just and this is why quite honestly i don't really go on promotional gigs like i don't i don't champion causes i don't um, I just don't do things like that because I feel like everybody, unless people ask me, of course, if someone asks me for advice, I will certainly 100% give my opinion in the best way possible. However, my main point of awareness when I am interacting with my external environment, be it people or animals or situations, I am my first priority is being aware of how I am being received in that environment and having a conscious dialogue in every moment of whether or not it is nourishing me or depleting me and constantly asking myself, how much do I have to give in this situation versus how much do I want to give? I'm constantly monitoring my own parameters in that situation. I am not waving a banner for any cause. I have my own beliefs. They are very staunch beliefs, but they are not unchangeable. I try to remain fluid in my beliefs because I I don't know everything. (laughs) I I don't know everything. And and sometimes I feel like I don't know anything. And sometimes when we are talking on this show, I feel like I'm saying, fuck all. (laughs) I'm not saying anything. But hopefully, whatever words fall out of my face and whatever mood I'm in, it helps someone out there. That's the agenda. Then I'm promoting. If fuckery comes out of my mouth, maybe it is fuckery that will help someone in the future. That's all I can
1: hope for. Sure. And I, I get that. And I think for me, I've learned that all I can do really to help others, and this will be, you know, from, from now and until eternity, is share where I'm at right now. And because a, it helps me, it helps me to ground in wherever I'm at, at that moment, the sharing, the, doing this podcast helps me to better understand me first and foremost. And then my hope is that by me sharing that process, I am also helping others to connect with that, with that same thing within themselves. It's it's like I'm sharing a personal check-in moment. Mm-hmm. I'm sharing where I'm at right now, what I'm going through. It's it's a way for me to hear myself. Sure. First. Advice just giving, by
0: putting it out there. Giving advice is always that. When people give other people advice, they're checking in with themselves. And here's the, something Mm -hmm. came to me the other day. I don't know if I can say it as succinctly as it came through because of course I didn't write it down in the moment, but it was something along the lines of stop trying to drive my car from your car. (laughs) You be in your car. I'm over here in my car because when people give you advice, they're giving you advice 100% from their own experience. It's impossible to give advice from anywhere else. No matter how educated they are, it has gone through all of their personal filters, which were created from the time they were born onward. And so all of that maybe neutral information is going to come back out at you through that person's experience, which may or may not be helpful for you. And I find that the more unhealed people are, the more they will give you advice out of the basis of their own fear. And nothing can mess you up quicker than taking advice based off of someone else's fears. Fears you didn't have before, suddenly you have them now because here this unhealed person has come along to give you advice. Thank you, unhealed person, for making me afraid of something I didn't even know existed. That's fantastic. Thank you so much. However, just having the knowledge that this is how people work is enough to allow you to temper their words on your own behalf. That old saying, take it with a grain of salt, that's what that is. It's Mm -hmm. tempering someone else's words and allowing yourself, permitting yourself to either toss them out like garbage, take what's useful and leave the rest, or completely follow whatever they say. You get to decide. I'm not promoting an agenda here other than Staying conscious in every moment, no matter who's giving you advice, no matter what perspective crops up, ask yourself how it resonates, where it resonates, why it resonates. And when you do that, then you can go forward knowing at the very least, no matter how you're interpreted, that you are right with how you think and how you believe. And that's all you're going to need. You won't need other people to get your body positivity Uh, stance because you'll no longer be identifying with an agenda because the danger of identifying with an agenda is that it feels good to identify with something that's bigger than you and you end up becoming a champion of that agenda and that means that you're no longer in all forms
1: a champion of yourself i can see that i'm just letting the word soak in for a moment i love that And I will say, in addition to that, I've also seen moments where I think depending on where you're at, also be aware that you may be receiving that information differently from how it's intended, of course, which is a part of what we've been talking about, depending on where you are at. I'm still seeing quite a few individuals, and and I think this is kind of part of the issue here is that we're not necessarily in a mindset always of looking at other people's advice as oh that's triggering something within me that speaks to me in a particular way because it's bringing something up for me that I need to look at sometimes it's registering in a place where we are going Oh, so those are the rules for that. Let me write those down and make a list so that I can follow those exactly because I'm so lost that I need a map. And you don't realize that we all create our own maps. Right. And you cannot follow somebody else's map. Somebody else's map is going to lead you to not a place where you want to go. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's, it's going to be like the worst kind of uh, Google Maps redirect right? ever. Yeah. You will <laughs> it's, end it's, up in cannot, the bottom you of you a lake. You cannot get there from here. You cannot. You cannot. You, <laughs> you have cannot to take, get there from here. You
0: have to understand that everything you're taking in, regardless of the source, you are taking it in and it changes the instant you take it in. It is no longer what that person yeah. said. It is no longer what that person meant. It is what you feel about it and if you're not paying You've attention to your own filters you absolutely have and there's so many filters and most of these filters were completely unaware of yeah and the only purpose for intake to begin with for taking in other people's advice or words or vibes or emotions the only reason we take them in to begin with Generally, it first starts out because we're trying to control our external environment to stay safe. That's the initial, that's how we grow up. We grow up learning to take in our environment so that we can keep ourselves alive. And that's the ego. Then when you start to heal all your inner crap, uh, because you realize if you don't, you you will die anyway. You will want to die. And if you want to die, you might as well just, you know, be dead at that point. You got to fix it. So you realize you got to fix it and you start healing and the ego starts to play second fiddle to this sort of higher version that you're tapping into who is kinder and gentler and more nourishing and more loving. Um, completely forgot where I was going with this. There were way too many words in that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I lost it. I have no idea but what I, I was doing. I, I think the, the overall message in that is that Ultimately the remaining conscious throughout this process is the biggest gift that you can give yourself. Yeah. And the best gift that you can give everybody around you and understand that it is a process and that it's ever changing. And that once you do have an awareness, it's like, okay, well now I'm aware of this thing that's happening Then it's how how do you want to deal with that awareness? Are you just going to react or or are you going to give yourself some time to sit with it and really um, allow it to do all the triggering it needs to do and observe all that triggering? Mm -hmm. Observe all that triggering like you are a third party observer going Ah, okay. Okay. I, I see what you're saying. And I see what you're saying. And uh, <laughs> you both have good points, but I can see where this side little and I can see where this side might be a little too far this way. And let's where do we where do we meet in the middle? Where's mm-hmm. the balance point of all of these different things that are, are going on? Can we see a balance point? Can we see a reason for all these things to be happening? Are we going to be angry and just be angry? Or are we going to put a pause on that, you know, accept it and acknowledge that anger, but then pull back from it and say, okay, but that anger is coming from, from this space. And so then what can we do to help out that version of me that's stuck in that space? Can we help that version of me get out of that space so that they're not so angry and miserable? You know, it's like, because that's, that's a lot of energy being expelled. You know, what whatever you're deciding to put all of your uh, into, which we all have it, it comes out, it comes up, we need to deal with it, we need to acknowledge it. It doesn't help to suppress that. But it also doesn't help to remain in that either. So, you know, giving it full attention. But also seeing where you can transform that and allow it to continue to shift and evolve into whatever the next level of dealing with that is going to be. And I think overall, for this particular subject, I think just that that one Instagram post really helped me to understand that it was still something, one, that was bothering me. It triggered me because it was bothering me somewhere in me. There's still this era of imposter syndrome. And I know that that is something that I am going to have to sit with and deal with no matter what size I am, because there's also going to be a time in the very near future where I am not going to be where I'm at right now, but I'm going to look in the mirror and I'm still going to see.
0: That's what I was just wondering about. Me. Yeah, yeah. Because there's, you know, there's always ways for that to crop up. If you, you know, have been heavy set all your life and suddenly find yourself succeeding uh, at weight loss, be it through surgery or whatever, are you going to be in a position? Have you healed enough of your inner voices? to allow yourself to find that as a success? are you? Do you have the internal programs right with the physical changes to allow you to look in the mirror and feel proud of your accomplishments? Because sometimes when we go on a weight loss journey and we succeed at it, that weight loss journey never ends. We can always do more. And I know for me, the last time I went on a weight loss journey, I was highly successful. I was hitting the gym. I was a gym rat for all intents and purposes. And I really succeeded. But when I looked in the mirror, I was still, you know, words like petite did not come to mind. Words like Zoftig came to mind. Words, because that's what my mom used to Mm -hmm. call me when I was little. And I knew it was just code for fat. Mm -hmm. And so when I looked in the mirror, yeah. and especially when I hit a plateau that I couldn't seem to break through, that ended it for me. I was done. I'm like, why am I putting so much work in if I'm never going to get to be where I want to be? And then I went and set to being depressed, and then the weight came all back on. So you have to get to a mental place you that realize, supports your success. Yeah,
1: yeah. And you realize that, that that really is the trick. That the battle isn't in your physical appearance. Mm-mm. The battle is in the idea that you have held on to in your mind of what that physical body represents to you. Mm-hmm. And not even to you, to you others. You have to ask yourself well to even, others, but I don't even know if by it's others, but then
0: Go ahead. Go ahead. I don't even know if, if most of us have is gotten that? to the point where I don't even know if most of us have gotten to the point where there we have enough of ourselves uh, re- regarding the topic mm-hmm. to have an informed point of view or to know what that means to us. Sure. I don't think we've ever been allowed to uh, have it mean anything to us other than what it means to others. So if your whole point of view is informed sure. by what it means to society, you have no self in there and if you have no self in there there's no no foundation to support whatever success you're on the road to
1: sure yikes but that is what i'm talking about what i'm talking about is getting to that point mm-hmm. and i know that that's what a lot of this journey has been for me if you're not familiar with the journey of going through bariatric surgery especially in in this time um, you know in 2023 in most places it involves a very long and varied journey of different disciplines all coming together to prepare you for that surgery it's it is without a doubt the most holistically driven western medical backed thing Process That I have ever been through. And I think that's the only reason why I have stuck with it, because I can appreciate and recognize fully how holistic it is. And it tackles everything from, you know, the very physicality of being the size that you are paired with the psychology of how you got to where you are. and helping to put all of those things together so that you are understanding by the time you get there hopefully that is the that is the goal that is the hope that by the time you actually have the surgery done you're at least in a place of awareness of how you got to be in that space not that it is wrong to be in that space But that there were several things that have happened along the way to get you into this space. Now, for me, I have also layered in my spirituality, which has taught me there's a very specific energy that I agreed to come in to anchor. And that has been my job. And so this body has supported that. And has been a part of that particular task, that particular job. And now I am at a point, I have reached a point that is supported that there is a change, that there is going to be a shift in the energy that I am anchoring in. And the shift in my body is to support that particular new task, new mission, is being supported in my external environment. And so, you know, I'm I'm now looking at all of those things, combining all of those things and understanding, and I'm glad I'm understanding it now before I'm actually going into the surgery, that yes, there are still issues that are being brought up internally about who I am and what gifts I have and owning those gifts and being okay with presenting those to the rest of the world um, there's issues there that I still need to resolve and that I know that the surgery is not going to resolve those issues I have to resolve those issues within my own mind separate from that surgery so that is something that I'm currently working on and I think that's something that a lot of people are working on or maybe just coming into the realization. Of, yeah, I still have, I still have this idea that because I am not that this particular size, or it may also be triggering for people who have that mindset that, yeah, whoever, oh, I'm not going to this person. They don't look like they're healed. What does healed look like? What does healed look like for anybody? Can you tell if somebody is healed or not? What is does, what does a healed individual look like? um you know is it the way they speak is it an air of confidence is it uh you know how many tools they seem to use is it you know what does their studio look like what what sort of an idea or or mental picture uh informs you of what healed looks like to you what what is that idea comprised of and if you start listing off those things and they're all very aesthetic then you need to revisit <laughs> and ask yourself why am i only taking in consideration something that's very aesthetic why am i not taking a moment where am i not open yet really is what it would trigger for me mm-hmm. because it's not about for me, it's not about what people look like or what about their, their studio looks like. It's about what, what am I feeling from them? What's the feeling that I get? Am I getting something from the heart? Is something opening up right away? Am I feeling magnetized to that individual or, you know, in, in an energetic way, does it feel like I'm connected to them or like I need to be connected to them in some sort of way? And Why is that? What part of that is, what in me is being triggered exactly? I like to sit with that question as much as possible before I actually, you know, sign up for something with someone else so that I can better understand what it is in me that is healing in that moment that needs the support of that individual. What are they triggering for me? That needs to, that I need to pay attention to because ultimately nobody can heal you, but you. Right. All a healer quote unquote is doing is creating a space in which you can be triggered in a safer way where you can deal with your things the way you're going to deal with your things. They, they awaken a consciousness. They awaken an awareness, they're helping to hold a space for that potentiality in you to recognize what is coming up for healing and how that work needs to begin. But you're really the only one who can uh affect that in any way.
0: Right. You're the only one they're who just can opening do the door helping them
1: to open the door.
0: Yeah, there's no easy mm-hmm. button. There's no easy button. So no. if, if you're going to someone for help because they, they say, you know, that they can help you, that they can do it for you, or they give you the impression that they'll be doing something on your behalf, you do all the work all the time. Only you can do it. There is no one who can do it for you. So if you have the propensity to be attracted to easy buttons, you might, you might want to rethink that because... Eventually you have to figure out that only through being triggered, can you eliminate your triggers? <laughs> that's the
1: only way it can happen. What? Or getting angry at, at a healer because you went to, you know, a, an event or a session and you came out, and you're like, I don't feel any different. It's like, well, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> It has nothing to do with that other individual. <laughs> I agreed to they, sit here before you.
0: I agreed to sit here before you putting out <laughs> vibes and playing sound bowls, bitch. That's what you got.
1: Leave, take it or leave it. It's completely up to you. Yeah. It's like I I am creating the space. I am opening up a container. I am holding that with with a particular intention and I am making that available to you. If if you choose not to tap into that or be resistant to it or whatever the case may be, that does not reflect on me. That reflects on you. It's there there is no do this, take this, and be gone with you, you know, you're healed. Right. There's also no one and done. No. This is a process. Yeah. So, you know, it used to drive me bananas when I'd have uh, people come into the shop and go, well, you know, I I, I had my my chakras cleared three weeks ago. OK. Fantastic. <laughs> well, think about all the things that have happened in the last three weeks. <laughs> You're going to have to sit and do that again. More like <laughs> again. More like.
0: And when and they again. were and when they were cleared, what came up for you? Nothing. Yeah. Oh, great. Great. I'm sure that worked. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that was just, just the one and done that you needed. Congratulations.
1: (laughs) You know, it's like you can, and it, and think about what you're feeling during those sessions. It's like, if you're feeling really fantastic Mm -hmm. during those sessions, what was it exactly that you were connecting with? I can probably guide you towards some of the things that or some of the reasons why you may have been feeling so great during a lot of those sessions, it was probably because a, you made a handshake with yourself that said, I'm tired of feeling the way I'm feeling. And I want to change that. And I am going to see if I can align with something a different mindset, a different intention than what I had previously been holding. I'm going to give something a chance. And then if you go to a space where someone has laid the foundation energetically of this is an open space, this is a safe space, this is a nurturing space, and I am intuiting into your energy and connecting with the energy around you and trying to help guide you towards a shift in your physical and emotional being and you have the idea that you're willing to do that that that's something that you also want to do then you're both Making that handshake together. Exactly. You're both coming together for the same purpose. Mm -hmm. And that is opening an energetic doorway, an energetic pathway for you to receive in a way that possibly you had not before because you had been closed off. Now, whatever happens and takes place once you walk out that room, walk out that door, is on you. Are you going to continue to leave that door open and accept more of that in? Or do you immediately leave, get in your car and then flip off the next guy that forgets to put on their turn signal? I mean, technically I do both, but it's, I don't see why I you can't mean, do both. And, and, <laughs> and I have as well, but you have to remember that every time you're being distracted from that intention, you move farther and farther away from that opening. That opening gets smaller eh, and smaller and eh, smaller and smaller and smaller it until way. it closes. I don't see it that way. I How, I do because I've seen it in practice. Well, I've seen it in practice. Here's if, the thing. If you I, have to keep nurturing that. I, I absolutely agree with you there. Or it does close. I absolutely
0: agree with you there. However, I don't think that we can um, get into the weeds with uh, the little, there's going to be an ebb and flow. Regardless of who you are, regardless of how mindful you try to be, there will be an ebb and flow. And there will be days where flipping sure. off the next guy that cuts you off is just who you are that day. That doesn't mean that you become less conscious of the handshake you made uh, to improve your outlook and shift your perspective. There's room for both. They're not mutually exclusive. And I I feel like I would be remiss if I allowed any sort of interpretation to exist where we that might promote bypassing of how we actually feel in a moment. Now, there's a lot to be learned from the person who used to flip people off to the person who still flips people off to this day, speaking for myself, the person who used to flip people off, God, people are so stupid. I hate being out here. I need to move someplace without people, blah, blah, blah. The person who currently flips people off, flips the person off and then says, you know, that wasn't very nice. And I go, yeah, shut up. (laughs) Or you know that that person had no clue that they were going to affect you in any way. I'm like, yeah, shut up. You know, and I get it. I get it on a deeper level. And none of what I do as a human being on this planet these days is ever without the idea that that's just me being, you know, who I am in that moment. I'm constantly aware of that. And I didn't get aware of that by not flipping people off to try and be better. And
1: And I get that. And, and what I'm, what I'm saying is there is, because I've seen it happen, there are some people out there still who feel as though I did that thing and that was all I needed to do. Right. And now I can continue being who I was previous to that thing. Sure. Without any changes because I did that thing. Mm -hmm. Like, like I, uh. I I, I like I'm trying to come up with a good, uh, very 3D example of where else that happens. Um, You're not going to undo all of the trauma that you have held in one session of anything. No. And you are not going to help yourself heal or repair or shift that trauma. By going back to the exact same mindset that you held previous to that event happening. But that's where we it's differ. It's only with a conscious awareness. No, I don't think it is. Because it's only with a conscious awareness. Because what you just said mm-hmm. was that I now hold a conscious awareness that maybe that wasn't the most polite thing to do. But I wanted to do it. So I did it anyway. Right. That's a conscious awareness. I that understand. is different from what you held previously. Yes. But what
0: I'm saying is that when those people who come in who had their chak- chakras cleared and feel that that's all they needed to do to better their lives, go back to their lives and their lives are show them that that's not all they need to do, that is also part of their cycle. That is part of the ebb and flow. That is natural. And the process will eventually get them where they need to be or not. But the fact that somebody would go to a healer and believe one and done is all I need proves that there is more energy that needs to come in on their you know for them through them they need to channel more energy to support a bigger shift and that is a process what yes. i'm saying is that if someone is not ready to accept that that the process is long and never ending then no amount of someone telling them they need to stay conscious is going to translate to their remaining conscious because they don't even understand the concept <laughs> Of remaining conscious. That's what this whole journey is about. And it's very natural. We don't have to be any more mindful than we are in that moment. You said that at the beginning of the show. That's what I'm trying to bring through is, is you can tell someone that they need to continue the work and they're going to be like, okay. And they might even think that they are continuing the work while they go off being the same person they've always been without any changes. However, the fact that they had that experience with that healer, will now it has now planted a seed of resonance within them that has no choice but to shift them whether it's to a degree that we recognize externally like oh my gosh suddenly she's just so wonderful to be around might not happen but they regardless of whether they believe it they believe it or not have gotten what they needed from that session and it was just the experience of being connected to someone who holds such a vastly different energy or a vastly different mindset just being open to that experience is enough in the long run, which there there's inevitably going to be a long run. It, whether they're conscious of it or not, they're going to be playing the long game because guess what? You're here on earth and earth is the long game. It's actually the short game, but for a human being's perceptions, it's a long game. And, and while you're here, there's no choice but
1: to play it. Sure. And I completely get that. But I would also be remiss if I said, go ahead, keep keep believing that you know that one and done is a thing
0: well yeah i think that go for i think what it comes down to (laughs) what it comes down to is all we can say is heads up it's a long game (laughs) and whether or not people take that in
1: is up to them it is but it's also uh i i feel the need personally to help trigger that awareness that it is your conscious or unconscious decision that has that has built the reality around you. And nobody else can shift that for you but you. Mm-hmm. So regardless of whatever experiences you've had, it is how you then take that experience, internalize it, experience it replay it over in your head, make handshakes in one way or another, that will either help, that will help you to continue that process in some way, which may be very quickly. It may be something that's a big shift that immediately sets a huge chain reaction of, of events that creates a very big, uh, very quick shift, or it might be a very slow, shift but understand that that is not on that other individual yep. that is on you and the choices that you continue to make mm-hmm. which I don't hold any judgment against you do however you need to do for you mm-hmm. but but where I'm at is in a place of I, I just want to bring an awareness that there, there are these um you know, that, that energy is, is important. The energy that you hold makes a huge impact in your life and a much bigger impact than I think most people realize. And that there is a lot of power uh, within that energy that you hold and a lot of power that can be accessed from, that kind of energy that you hold so if you're in a place where you're where you start to distance yourself from something that maybe you you experienced that was really amazing and you're starting to feel like well that didn't last very long (laughs) don't point the finger at that other individual take a moment to ask yourself what where is my energy at what have i been engaging in what have I been doing? Is it serving me? And do I want to change it? Because only you have the power to do that. And that is helping to shape and inform wherever you're at. And maybe wherever you're at is in a place of I still have a lot of work to do. I still have a lot of things to be triggered. And so I'm going to continue to be in a place where those things are triggered. And I need to move through that more slowly, because that's that's where I'm at, mm-hmm. and that's the lesson that I need to learn, and that's the kind of shift that I need right now. That may be the case. I just want individuals to be aware of of that, mm-hmm. that. That is the case. That it is the energy that you're tapping into in any given moment that is informing the rest of your informing and creating at that moment the reality that you exist in. So ironically.
0: What you're saying is that self-consciousness is the key. Not ironically, but yes. It is ironic because if you think of self-consciousness as we used to define it, it tied into the weight topic very well, which was I'm completely self-conscious. I don't want to be seen. I'm, you know, scared of being fat shamed. These things, that used to be my definition of self-consciousness. Now, that's what I used to relate to self-consciousness. But oh now, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Sure. Becoming conscious of self is the sure. key to healing even your weight journey.
1: Sure, it's the shadow and the light side. Everything has it. <laughs> what, what which part of it are you are you leaning into or or talking to today? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Oh, my goodness. We did the thing. That was a conversation. Yeah, that was a really the conversation.
0: We did the thing. That was a conversation. And uh, we have no glossy outro for this brand new named show. (laughs) So we're going to derp our ways through it. Check us out on social media. We're constantly posting new content. And hopefully it's valuable content or you'll find it valuable. We're on Instagram. We have a Patreon. I'm sure the links will be somewhere you can find them. And, uh, ooh, when this show drops, it drops on a Thursday, and every time we drop a show drops, we have a meetup on Discord on that following Saturday to talk about it or talk about whatever you want to talk about. We just want to get to know Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Yeah, we want
1: to get together. Let's hang. And chime in. Chime in, please. please. Let us know, you know, do, do you want to... Uh, visually see these podcasts Does that interest you do you want to hear from other people do you have something important to say and you want to talk to us about it do you want to talk to us about it during the podcast let us know because we have new avenues and new uh new ways that we can interact with people and we're going to be continually checking in with those things and rolling them out as we go along so uh yeah we want to hear from you please and i and i think that's it yep we'll catch you next time we're done season three episode one out we'll see you next time